Oh, okay. Welcome to the hot flush. The pre- we'll start that again. Welcome to the hot flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Woog, and my darling friend, Mrs. Berry. And we we've had a week off. We've had two weeks left. Uh, yeah, we did. Is we missed, missed last week. We did. Um, but we've got some updates for you because, as you know, last time we podcasted, I was a big sad sack of sadness. She was not a happy I camper. I was not a happy camper. And I hadn't been well. Oh, sorry. Can you stop? I know. This is not right. Okay. And I hadn't been well for a couple of, maybe two months. Yeah. Just getting deeper. It had been a while. Deeper and deeper and, and darker and gross and felt, had no energy so I went and did what sensible adults do and went and had everything tested. So thyroid, tickety-boo, I have too much iron. Anyway, she found out all these things. Like I'm such a project to my GP. What happens if you've got too much iron? You get grumpy. <laughs> oh, wow. As every single listener heads out the door. I can hear iron, everybody's yes. – because most people have a lack of well, iron. Well, this is the thing. We always hear about all – like women our age – Lacking iron. Oh, no, but mine like to hang on to it. You're like, like a, you're the iron lady. So uh, there's Oh, my God, you're my very own Thatcher. <laughs> there's three sort of <laughs> circles of health I'm working on. Isn't this interesting? So there's my physical health, there's my mental health, and then don't roll your eyes now, there's my spiritual health. Don't. I'm not. I'm just going to say these three things are really important. And I am throwing everything I have at them, and I have felt so much better than I have for a long time because you know why? I had fucking glandular fever <laughs> drop mic, mic drop <laughs> glandular fucking fever glandular what are you 18 fucking fever have you been pashing people at the, at, uh, at uh, the dog and booze what was it dog and grog dog and grog no thank you um no so she just said you're coming off the back of a couple of a really big hefty wodge of glandular fever the symptoms are and then she's listed all the symptoms which are very similar to depression so but wow. i'm not ruling any of it out now i'm just like i'm just like come at me because i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you <laughs> i'm gonna get it i'll cut you i'll cut you i'll cut you <laughs> i have to um i have to tell you all dear listeners that the sparkle and twinkle in her eye is back yes I feel so much better and also I have got a really good excuse not to do anything <laughs> because if you don't recover from glandular fever fully, it can turn into chronic fatigue and I'm not going to do very well with chronic fatigue. <laughs> no, although the idea of just actually being able to take to your bed because you feel poorly, while very, you know, sort of Victorian, um, as in not the state, the era, uh, I don't think you and I would actually be very good at it. Oh, I'd be shit at it. Yeah. It would plummet me. I would circle that drain again. But I have circled the drain. I have pulled myself out of the drain thanks to the wonders of medicine. Um, and thank you so much to so many of you who reached out everywhere. Um, oh, hi, darling. Um, Mr. Works just coming to the kitchen because the cake's about to come out of the oven. And so <laughs> many of you who were in a similar situation and, uh, like, I think there must be a record of blood taking and te- <laughs> testing at the moment because everyone's now really interested in looking after their health. So I think that's worth it. Yes, yes. Everyone was very worried about you. I was worried about me. We have ongoing concern about each other. Yes, we do. Because we care. But I'm feeling so much better. Aww. You know what? Even just getting the diagnosis... Yes. Um, and I'm changing my medication 
um, my anti-anxiety to a low-dose antidepressant yep. um, under the watchful eye of the Your detective. S- <laughs> and um, But even getting that diagnosis it sort of halved my stress levels because I knew what was going on and I knew what I needed to do to get better. So thank you so much, everyone. Beautiful, beautiful people. And I think that that's a really, really big part of it in terms of some you know a problem shared is a problem halved it is it's the same thing as soon as you actually go something's wrong and you go and you seek that advice and that input you feel better because you're like okay at least i'm doing something and the other thing is don't lie to your doctor oh yeah (laughs) don't lie to your doctor did you uh did you have to have some moments of yeah yeah of truth? She goes and what about this? I said lie. <laughs> what about this? I said lied, lied again, lied on the form, lied, lied, lied. Because I thought oh, fuck it, I just got to like. That's yeah. right. There's no be honest. Yeah, yeah. I exercise five times a week. I do cardio and weights. No lie. Yeah, yeah. I go for a walk and then I sweat. <gasps> How was yesterday morning? I'm not, I'm not coping. I'm. I just. I think that's one of you know. The myriad reasons why I've fallen off my perch this week. Okay, so let's just the heat. Let's just and people are going heat. It's like twenty four degrees. It's twenty four degrees and it's ninety five percent humidity. They're trying to tell me yesterday it was fifty four percent. They're lying. It's just complete lies. A man runs that department. (laughs) The man's the head of. Okay, so I'm going to take the focus off me and throw it to your way because we have done a classical relay baton switch this week. We like doing that. That's our that's our, our shtick. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> so I'm on the way up, and Kim, you're on the way down. What's happening? Uh, I'm still grappling with the weight stuff and the body image stuff that I have been grappling with since we were on SBS. And we're just going to press pause for a second. Pause because we've got incoming. Okay, so, so we just... Sorry about that. It's Saturday <laughs> afternoon. It's high traffic time in my house. High There's traffic time. People coming and going, so I've just shut the door and said, leave us alone. Yes. Although Harry's just going to come out of that shower. Yeah, and I'll Maybe bare-arsed. I'll give him... Oh, sorry. I'll give him a death stare. <laughs> do, you me see, do, do you want me to show you? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's vicious, people. It's oh, vicious. It's 47 <laughs> years in the making, that. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get back to you. Mm. Um... When we left, you were saying that you've got some issues around your appearance and it stemmed from our Insights television yes. panel. Okay. And, you know, a couple of women actually talked about this. We'll come to other readers' questions after, our, you know, our official in the, break in the latter uh, half of the podcast. But a lot of women actually said, said in that that, you know, when they – they don't look like what they think they look like or, they, you know, they, they, when they catch their reflection, it's, it's not – what they think they look like in their head and I think that's what insight did for me and then I just didn't um I just haven't bounced back from it and not only have I not bounced back from it I've really kind of death spiraled with it and it's one of those interesting things I think that there's so much in there to unpack that just my natural reaction to it is to just try harder you know, yeah. just just try harder. Like, just stop. Just don't eat that, and just get moving, and just. And then, of course, I don't do any of it, and then I, so then I feel even more shit about myself. So there's a lot of self sabotaging behaviour, and a lot of very, oh, it's the cakes. <laughs> there's irony at work for you, isn't it? Yeah, let's talk about 
Okay, so here's, here's my theory on this, right? And, and I've done television over the years and I used to not watch it back because I would also be in horror. But the problem is that is that you always look at the worst parts. You don't look, oh, my hair's looking glossy and shiny that day or that outfit was really good. You go, holy shit, I didn't realise my double chin was quite quite so epic. And yeah. holy mo- And they did shoot us from the side. Illegal. <laughs> Illegal activity. <laughs> Illegal activity. Um, so it's really, I have to say, it's really knocked me about. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing my shrink tomorrow. I see him every month, and we did sort of start talking about it after Insight, and he was like, "We need to spend some more time on this," and then other parts of life took precedence. So tomorrow, I'm literally going in and going, "You got to help me, dude. This is yeah. not going." That's well. all self talk, though. You know, that's all in your own brain because <clears throat> anyone who saw you on that show or sees you on Instagram or whatever, you just exude this joy I know. and beauty. And you can't see that no. because you're focusing on the things that you don't like about yourself. Yeah. Whereas the things that you like, you've got beautiful skin, you've got great style, hmm. like you're, you're absolutely stunning and you emit this joy. And, and that's what you, you know, you've got to try and change your own narrative in your brain. Yeah. Because you can be skinny if you want to be skinny. You, yeah. You can be. You just don't eat anything. Yeah. And that's and just then, misery. And then you're skinny and then guess what? You're still unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you. I've been one end of the scale to the other and yeah. I've sort of stuck in between now and I'm just accepting that my lot. You know, I'm never going to have a flat stomach. I'm always going to have enormous boobs. Um, am I going to – a wise woman once said to me, don't waste good worry. <laughs> yes, and a wise woman told me that. <laughs> Thanks, Bronwyn. <laughs> so um, I'm glad. So what are you going to talk about with your shrink tomorrow then? I'm, I just need uh, – I need some strategies to s- head it off at the pass. Mm. So as soon as – and I also need some some good tips and techniques on just how to scaffold me during the day and during the week um, just around what I'm eating and when I'm eating it and mm. why I'm eating it. Mm. And but, you know, also like food is your love language. See, this is the thing, right? So why are you going to deny yourself something that yeah. you get so much pleasure out of? I know, and it's like, and that's why I need to, yeah, I need to resolve the stuff where I basically am attaching what I look like to my value. Yeah, and you know, this comes this this comes from forty years ago. You yeah. know that yeah. this isn't a new thing. This comes from something you have been telling yourself because mm. somebody planted that seed at some point. Yeah. That you weren't good enough. Yeah. And yeah, it is. It's that's the truth. And it's just and you know, this is what I think so many women at our age and are, you know, I think it really starts like in your forties, I yeah, think. Where definitely. you just suddenly go what? Yeah. Like, well, why am I thinking why about do I this? Why think like that? Or why do I treat myself like that? Because and it's, why do it's laid dormant for so many years because yeah. you've been busy, you've been busy having babies, building a career, doing all this stuff, trying yeah. to be the best person you can be. And then at 40, 45, you sort of stop and you go, oh, oh like, let's have a look at me. Oh, yeah. that's right. I'm dreadful. I'm terrible. I'm yeah. worthless. I'm useless. I'm fat. Yeah. And it's like, And unless oh you want to do the God. work, and I'm doing the work now. I'm mid, mid, mid into it. Yeah. Um, I'm doing work with a psychologist and a kinesiologist. Yeah. And I'm doing a lot of research into a lot of 
that sort of people roll your eyes i don't care it's working for me um so something happened when i was four right and something happened when two months ago and you know my kinesiologist said what happened two months ago and that was the beginning of when i started <coughs> getting a bit depressed and can you say what it is or do you not want to say it yeah yeah and um i said i just got fed up with fucking doing everything for everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did. Yeah. Like, I got to that point and said, like, what's the point in getting up? I get up, I do what I can. I, like, yep. you know, get the bare minimum of work because I'm just so not interested in working, yep. doing these shitty jobs that you and I are getting offered. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> we just pulled the pin on some big ones. So that was quite, quite good. But then, and you come downstairs and it's just like, well, why the fuck would I bother cleaning that up? Or yeah. why the fuck would I bother trying to make a meal when everyone tells me at 5.30, they're not in tonight. Yes. So, I cracked it and my kinesiologist said, you know, where did you leave her? And I said, I left her on my bed. She's, she's in my bed and she's like having a big fucking hissy fit. And she said, well, what do you want to say? What, why did she leave? And I said, she just fucked off with everyone. <laughs> my kinesiologist <laughs> is the loveliest woman. She's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> And that's also the time that my glandular fever hit. So there is some truth to, yeah. you know, if you are into that sort of stuff, you will never really get over it unless you go back and unpack it. Yeah, yeah. And it hurts. Oh, God. It just, you know. And, and I must say, this is probably, I have unpacked this a number of times throughout my life. Um. And I think each one is just built on the other, you know, in terms of just... So, I have been quite shocked at how this round has really knocked me to the ground. But isn't it funny because you're sitting there saying the most important, useful, intelligent conversation that women around the country have celebrated you for bringing up yeah. and you're worried about what you look like. Yeah, I, and in my head I'm like, you know, that would just be so much better if you were, you know, 10 kilos lighter. It wouldn't be. It would be the same. Yeah, I know. Because you just find something else to find and fault with. like I actually had a big cry on Rob last night and sort of told him and he went, well, you've been keeping that, you know, under, you know, been hi- keeping that pretty quiet and I went, I've been trying to fix it. I've just been trying to fix it myself and I'm not fixing. It doesn't work. Fixing things by yourself does not work. I don't even know why. I, like, it's just my own medicine. I, what do I say to everyone? What do I just say to my boys? Do not stew on things in your head. Find someone you trust who you can talk to about things because yeah. as soon as it's out of your head, it's never as bad as what you think it, it is. It never is. It's never as bad. So don't, and I say this to all of you, don't fucking be so hard on yourself. I know. Don't, stupid. You know, a lot of people, you know, approach us because they want they want us to talk about weight loss products and we just go, fuck off. Fuck off. I'm not, like, no. I That's know. not what we're about. Do you know um, a, a work thing? Um, Except for the right price, new, of course. No, product. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> a new product came in, you know, something in, in a rain, like a new product for some, you know, some diet food sort of thing. And I'm actually just like, I mean, I'm the editor, so I can make the call. But I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not putting that in. There. I'm not talking about that. No, you can just go get in the bin. Get in the bin. Give me a good banana bread recipe. I know, that I know, and that's so, good. so. It's just, and already, you know, after sort of talking, getting it, you know, talking to Rob about it last night, and talking to you, and talking about it now, it's already feeling. It takes. It's already taking the heat out of it, mm. um, because. If I want to lose weight, which I then equate to then feeling See, good about myself, 
the things that are actually that make me feel good about myself is when I take care of myself. Yeah. It's not about denying myself something or actually being thin. It's about the things that I do for myself when I want to lose weight are actually things that are good for me. So yeah. I'm looking at the so so I'm getting some exercise. That's just good for me. That's not about losing weight. That's no. actually about caring about myself. That's just medicine. As much as I hate to say it, yeah, because it's so boring. It's, um, so boring. it's so true. Like yeah. you just have to do. And we talk about that every week. So that's dull. You've already heard about all of that. Um, How was your week? Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. I had pin pricked. I had eight vials of blood drawn. Well, I've uh, <coughs> laid off the booze, except I'm going to have a, I'm having a gin and tonic now, well earned. Um, I have been sleeping well. I've been getting on with everyone. My have you noticed a difference, not drinking as much? Yeah, better sleep. Yeah. I know, it's so annoying, isn't it? It's so annoying. Yeah. So booze helps you get to sleep, but then gives you shitty sleep. Gives you shitty sleep. Um, getting on with everyone, I think I'm very lucky to have... Uh, family and you know extended family who have been rallying and of course you guys and my beautiful friends so i've had a really really good week i've been as lazy as fuck <laughs> but i i'm just you know being kind to myself well, I'm, going, I'm a bit tired i'm gonna go lie down and read my book oh. and i'm lucky i'm privileged in the sense that i get to do that yeah. i do understand that uh do you know at the, um, the latest issue of vogue has come out vogue uk has come out with harry styles on the cover harry was one of the members of one Di- one dimension. direction i was about to say one dimension fuck boomer um <laughs> and uh he is just a remarkable artist he's amazing and anyway he's on the cover of vogue in a dress and he wears in throughout the whole story he wears male and female clothes he's just a huge um role model for uh, so many people but the thing that comes through in the story is he has worked out that the main thing he needs in his life are his uh, is his uh, are his friends is his close network that he that support him and that he can laugh with and cry with and just how important that sense of connection is. Mm. And I think it's one of the things I've seen recently coming across in, on our Facebook page. That's is the Hot Flush Facebook page. You can join anytime you'd like. You can. And, and uh, we don't tolerate cunts. We don't. If you are going to be a cunt or a dick, we're going to fuck you right off. Yeah, we don't even tell you. No. I did it I this week. It was so good. <gasps> oh, God. That's oh, so cake, good. Cake walk. Cake, cake, cake watch. Yeah, so, um, oh gosh, that smells good. You know, she turned up here. I had a, a bunch of really overripe bananas sitting there and she came in and she's like, and I know baking makes her happy. And I said, Kim, look, what else do you need? So she's just whipped up two banana loaves, which smell incredible. What's that special butter Mr. Woog bought? Peppy Sayer. But I didn't use that in the cake. Why not? Because it's too good. You just... You only use your Peppy on just the freshest of bread and just, I don't know... Oh, like honestly, we went to the North Sydney markets, food markets <laughs> the other day and he's so funny because he walks around, he's got his cane French basket <laughs> and he puts his, like, all of his produce in it and he buys things like preserved lemons, which I will just watch go off quietly in the, in the fridge. I don't know when he's going to use them. <laughs> he's in his element, though. He loves it. Oh, um, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, week. How the week was. So, uh, 
It's been a big week in the news, hasn't it? Yes, I've got some people on the list. I am. Um, <laughs> I watched Trump's. Uh, he came out today and did a press oh, did conference. He? Did he come out today? Yeah. Oh so my god! Everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's going to concede." No, no, he hasn't. Has he? What's he he just told us how fabulous he is at um, getting the vaccine, <laughs> and how he's not going to give it to the New Yorkers because they haven't been behaving themselves. <laughs> oh my god! It gosh. was. Abs- his hair's what? gone from um, orange to silver grey. And he was basically just saying how amazing he is at fast-tracking the vaccine, which he had nothing to do with. He no. dra- name-dropped Pfizer a few times, which he oh didn't even God. work with. And it was so – like, and I actually tweeted, has anyone told him he lost? Fuck. I anyway, just- I just read something on the during the break that Melania Trump – okay, if you were going to divorce Trump, how much money would you want? Uh, I, I don't know. So I actually don't think I'd want anything <sighs> because I'd just want to. I just it's I dirty money. I just in I just wouldn't. Uh, you know. Apparently, the number being bandied around is sixty-eight million. You could not pay me <laughs> that to spend <laughs> one night. I mean, what was that movie? He spent a uh, million dollars um, for the with night with Demi Moore and, and Robert Redford. Robert Redford. And was it Woody Harrelson? Was he the one who's... Yeah. Yes. Yes. What was that movie called? That's going to really annoy Indecent the listeners. Indecent Proposal. There it is. That's oh it. God. Look at you. Oh, Jesus. Her synapses are firing. Recall. <laughs> um, I wouldn't spend a night with him for $68 million. No. Oh, my God. What an absolute clusterfuck. I am so excited about Kamala Harris. Yes. I just... Oh, God, I watched something about her yesterday and then actually had a cry. You know, my period hasn't arrived in 50 days and I'm wondering if the absolute tears that I've been having for these last two days is perhaps indication that 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 long, dry spell is about to pass. Oh, God, I hate periods. I'm getting mine every three weeks now. Oh, (coughs) what a treat. And I've got too much iron. Go figure. Um, I was going to tell you something. So, I can't believe he did a, com- a press conference and then I bet he didn't take any questions. No, of course not. No. Because then he said thank you and so everyone in the press facts just went, like, <laughs> do you realise you're not? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> what are you doing here? And he just walked off like morosely. Did you know what? Speaking of weight. Yes. Because I was thinking he was obese. Um, I'm out of the obese bracket. Are you? I'm just in the overweight bracket now. My God, I haven't been in the overweight bracket for about 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And I like my GP because she's, she's a large lady, so I feel like, you know, she yes. can understand. Yes. And so she did my weight and my height and I said, am I still in the obese bracket? She goes, no, just the overweight bracket. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that so sad? Oh, God. I once was in the morbidly obese bracket. Oh, I've been in the morbidly (laughs) obese bracket for like, you know, even if I lose 10 kilos, I'm still in the morbidly obese bracket. (sighs) (sighs) Anyway, do you want to want to – oh, and what about – okay, the other thing that's been in the news uh, that I have been just delighted by, I've still saved it up, I'm going to watch it probably tonight, maybe tomorrow, is Four Corners from last week and it's expose on the high moral ground that our male liberal politicians take. And this is coming from someone who's had tender dreams with Barnaby Joyce. (laughs) My God. (laughs) It was just vile. Yeah. 
yeah. vile. I can't and, you know, these, what's his and name? these what's men his name? who are in charge of policy about not letting, oh, um, you know, people in the country yeah. because, you know, they've had an affair or not letting, yeah, yeah, gay Christian marriage. Porter. or Christian God, I wish I went to uni with Christian Porter. I'd give him what for. <laughs> what a... Cunt. I'm Cunt. Sorry. Yeah. I, I know, that's three times a strike. But it's, uh, you know, I reckon these guys that stand up and argue one thing in the parliament and then they behave in another, I reckon, you know how in The Simpsons they, and they came to Australia and then Bart had to get the boot up the arse? Yeah. I reckon we get to kick them in the dick. And as many women can line up, and men, can line up to kick them in the dick as who want to. What about the one who had a had an affair on his wife, left his wife, married the an affair. She was at home with the toddler and he's off ma- macking on some 23-year-old at the pub in front of everyone. I like are you fucking idiots? Yes. Power. Men in power. Ugh. It's just my vagus nerve is twitching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great line. I'm going to use that from now on. I've been into this all these nervous systems now. Yes, <clears throat> yes. Because I'm learning about my body and my brain and how it all works. Yeah. My, your vagus nerve is the biggest nerve in it's your It's the body. biggest nerve and it runs from your head all the way right down everywhere, to the... Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. To your vag even. Yeah. So, and if you're I know stressed, you can push on this muscle here. Yeah. And the other thing that my shrinky dink told me to do is if you're feeling a bit unbalanced, get a pen and jam it into your hand like that. Why? What's the pressure point in there? Because it's like it uh, balances up your para... Oh, the para... Yeah, that thing. Yeah. I won't go into it because I'm not a doctor, but I'm very interested in people. Well, you need to because then you can be, be, you know, Dr. Kate just like I'm Dr. Kim. No, you're Professor Kim. (laughs) I'm Professor Kim. (laughs) Uh, No, the thing that... uh, And then on Q&A after, which I don't watch because I don't watch Q&A for my own mental health. Yes. Uh, but I have watched the clip of Malcolm Turnbull ripping um, – uh, oh, God, his name's fallen out of my head – the editor of The Australian or the former editor of The Australian, an absolute new one, about how morally reprehensible News Corp has been and how it's 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 on their head in terms of how, um, you know, climate change in Australia has become a, an issue not of science but of – Moral. Yeah, where, you know. where was your fucking moral? So, all those if, you, years if ago? anyone hasn't seen it, just search out the Q and A Malcolm Turnbull, and you'll find the clip. And it's actually how we all thought of Ma- Malcolm Turnbull when he became PM. And there were so many of us, even died in the wall lefties, who were like, "Yes, someone who'll get shit done. Someone who actually, you know, we all know what he stands for." She's rolling her eyes at me. Bored and then, now. And then he got in, and he was useless. Bored now. Bored but now. It's back to the old Malcolm style. Uh, so, who's on your list? Um, did you do that? I did Trump um, oh, yeah. and Morrison for mansplaining when that oh. woman got asked a question. But I'm so bored of talking about politics. Yeah. Um, um, do you want to know what's on my list? Yes. Optus. Optus. Who doesn't love a good <laughs> bitch about a telco? <laughs> I know. It's been two weeks. We need to, do you uh, remember the, uh, about this time last year I was on Channel 9 bitching about Osgrid? <gasps> And oh, you, God, that's right. The, the blackouts. And, like, and, and, Kate, is there something you'd like just to tell Osgrid? And I went, get sorted. <laughs> I was like a carrot in my living room holding my cat, you know. Oh, I am sick of living in the dark. <laughs> I can't believe in this day and age. I live in a safe liberal seat. This is ridiculous. <laughs> 
Oh, and so God. the North Shore stereotypes were perpetuated for yet at least I, another hundred years. I got out just before the cavoodle arrived. <laughs> Um, no, Optus decided this week or last week to dismantle my or disconnect my voicemail from my mobile phone and instead put on some other weird like system that they where they uh, they took that off and then put on this thing where people would ring and then they could do that leave a ten second. Oh, I hate that! But they just did it without asking me. That's just rude. And so then it says, if you don't like this service, this service is free. If you don't like this service, dial this number and disconnect it. So I dialed that number and it goes, you're not using this service. Please go to your, you know, the app to, you know, connect yourself. To, and I'm just going, <laughs> what am I doing now? I'm massaging my vagus. Ro- <laughs> what is it called? Oh, mine's really sore. Vagus nerve. Vagus something. Because it's starting to throb. Whenever I hear stories like that. See, I know. I, like, why the fuck do you have to... Opt. Like, why would Wait, they do that? You don't have to opt out of shit. You need to opt into <sighs> shit. I know. Hey, do you know what my new favourite is? Is it some sort of boring, obscure music? No. On Netflix, mm-hmm. The Queen's Gambit. Oh. Well, hello. So good. It's so good. I know. Did you, Have you watched all of it? All of it. Yeah. But you know what I did? I was smart this time. I watched it. I watched the first three episodes in one hit, and yep. I went right. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. So I'm going to watch one episode a night. So I really had something to look forward yeah. to. Yes. Um, when I got out of my bath and into my pajamas <laughs> and into my bed, because now that I'm just so pure, and yeah, I watch it. She's gorgeous. Just transfixing. Who thought? Uh, who thought a show about chess could be so fantastic? And her clothes. Oh, the clothes! Just the era. The the the. I would not the, do. The set I would design. not do well in that era. <laughs> oh, I know. Neither would I. Like big boobs, no waist. Jesus, uh, I no would, ass. I would look like Aunt Lydia from <laughs> <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I look like that anyway most oh of the God. days. Stop talking about yourself like that, Kate. Yeah. Um, I've got a new favourite. Yes. It's um, it's just you know I do like my non-fiction documentary. Yes, yes. A new uh, series has started on SBS. It's on Tuesday nights. It's called Addiction. Oh, all I've heard is good things. It is so sad and brave and tragic and just these people, like, yeah, getting the goosies Um, and just so prevalent. Man, you know, like we were talking about. So it. each week, does it talk to new people? No, or the same so people? there's ten people that are right. going through treatment. Oh, like okay. A, so it's a chef that would drink a bottle of scotch and start at nine o'clock in the morning. You know, an office worker that drinks wine all day and at lunch, and you know, and you, it's just, and again, goes back to a lot of it is this pain and you know trauma that they're mm. reacting to in childhood that was never really, yeah, addressed. Yeah. Wow. Hey, can we take a quick break? Mm. I want to eat some cake. Oh, yeah. When we come back, we're going to put our Agony Aunt hats on. I know, Agony Aunt. (sighs) We'll see you after the break. After the break, we'll be back. And we're back. And we're back. And now we are delving into something that we are semi-professional. For a while now, we've been offering counsel to the good people of Australia via a little show called Radio (laughs) National. (laughs) Michael, who recently called us something quite derogative. Yeah, what was it? Glorious idiots or something like that. No, no. um, 
psychologically damaging or psychologically yeah. traumatic or something? Psychologically, yeah, psychologically traumatic as always. And I'll take that. <laughs> oh, it was great. I think that's probably about the biggest compliment anyone could pay me. Yes. But the problem is that he'll get on and he'll, he'll tease out this. So writer, people are writing with their modern dilemmas and then I'll say, that's all stupid, shut it down. And then he'll go, Kate, I've got another seven minutes to talk about this. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> Kim, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sprout some bullshit and, you know, <laughs> Kate eventually just goes, oh, fine. <laughs> then I go, who are you, Kim? I know, but then every now and then it does flip the other way, doesn't it? Yes. You know, and it's like... Good cop, bad cop. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. So what have we got this week? we got a lot of people who are suffering from a lot of annoying things. We did. And Kim has selected her... Well, what was the criteria for the selection, Kim? Oh, just if I thought they were interesting. Okay. And that doesn't mean the rest of you aren't. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's kick off. No, no, this was all, you know, it's in the in the context of time and yes. airtime and, you know, we can't and we haven't we quite finished the cake yet. And so. there's still three slices of cake over there that need to be consumed. Uh, Charlotte had an interesting um, situation where she says, I'm having a parenting dilemma with my beautiful 13-year-old boy wanting to live with his dad. The thought of ad- advocating for him makes me feel guilty and the potential rejection of the idea by his dad makes me feel oh worse. God. So, look... This is uh, this is hard because to me it's between the son and the dad. Yeah, and then you are then there to support the son if the dad behaves poorly. Mm. This is not uh, like if, if this was one of my boys talking to you know chef about it the, to the husband, then it would just be oh, well, I just, they just wouldn't. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, having but, said that, it is not an uncommon thing for boys of that age. To, to start looking towards their, you know, they changed. And I've noticed with my two that they very much switched around the same age as for me being the number one star in their life to wanting mm. wanting that dad around. And um, luckily he is around. But I know I, I kind of get that and it's not unusual. I mean, I can't imagine how, like, fucking angry would be if, if your ex-husband sort of said no or made things a little bit difficult. And I think one of the ways to perhaps broach it is I don't know how much time he's already spending with him. Um, so uh, this doesn't have to be all or nothing. You yeah. know, like so maybe start going... Week on, week off. Week on, week off. Or just go for half a week. Or just extend however long he currently spends with his dad, if at all, extend it by a night. Or two, and then just see how that rolls. Mm. But this is a really big opportunity for the son to start using his words mm. and for not expecting his mum to step in and have these conversations. This is this is a relationship between a father and a son. This but it also affects her. Oh, of course it affects yeah, her. Yeah, it affects but her. I think there's a. I think there's a big tendency for us to want to come in and fix it and make sure yeah, everyone's right and happy and fine. And these, that's not how it's always going to be. But there's also a level of emotional maturity that the dad needs to trot out. Yeah. yeah. You well, know, and, and yeah. we don't know that relationship enough. I mean, in an ideal world and, and our friend the Divine Miss M, when her parents split up, they had very strict rules that they were to live within walking distance of each other. Right. That they were both, uh, both her and her brother had bedrooms. Yep. Their own bedrooms at both houses. Yeah. And they did week on, week off very successfully. I mean, it right. can happen. Yes. Yeah. So, I think um, 
using your words is going to be the only way to get through it. Mm. And, and maybe sit down with your son and just go through, like, why is this something that you want to do? Like, but don't do it in an attacking way. But no. just say, just so you help me understand. Yeah. And I want what's best for you. Yeah. And if this is what you want to do, just help me work out how I can best support you through this. Mm. Yeah. And the using your words sort of concept also comes into play with Catherine when she asks how to emotionally desensitise from extended family crap at Christmas. you just got to use your words, you've got to set boundaries and you have to put the oxygen mask on you first. Christmas is a funny old time, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. It is a funny old time and it's a time when people get together, everyone's a little bit tired, especially this year's been a bit of an asshole. Everyone has a few too many drinks and the truth serum comes out. <laughs> um, and how I work it is that I don't engage in any nastiness. Just walk away. Yeah. If something's going down and I've got a big family and inevitably something always goes down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you choose to partake in it, you're just going to make it worse. Yeah. And then that hangover can last for a long time afterwards. So if you mm. see something going down or someone said something snippy or bitchy, you just go, oh, it's a bit unkind and walk away. Mm. My friend, Mrs. Goodman, taught me that. Did she? Yeah, she knows everything. <laughs> she is very, very clever. <laughs> She's very wise. Uh, well, Catherine sort of says that they have done things before, like not go, like distance themselves from from it yep. um, which in turn brings its own you know oh yeah you are being talked about at that Christmas function yeah as if you care or not yeah and it's just I, I know that there are some very different camps with this stuff yeah you know this is family and one day they'll be gone and you just need to make it work and but family it's like no fa- it's, that's no. not how it works no you, you if you have a family that is well connected and you know I don't know who has one, but every family has some sort of dysfunction in it. So it's how you whether to blow that dysfunction up and make Mm. things worse or how you just laugh at silly old Uncle Peter in the corner who's told you, oh, you've been in a good paddock. Yeah. And you just turn around and walk away. And I think uh, she actually says here, um, this year it's trying to control and get it over as quickly as possible. And I think it can – do it somewhere else, like do it at a restaurant or something. Park. A park. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it somewhere where and, – and then it's an afternoon tea. Like don't even do it as a full meal, dinner, situ. Like just – We used to always have um, – the Woog family side had uh, – because they're Hungarian, a tradition that they get together on Christmas Eve. We always used to go to Lee's. It was fantastic. You'd turn up, food was there, everyone yeah. swapped a present, everyone laughed, everyone got, like, left a mess and walked home. Yeah. You know, went home. But then one uncle said that he couldn't stand it for one more year. There's always one. Always one. Always one. Um, I would, you know, look, I would kind of just go away. <laughs> No, I, or I just, you wouldn't. What are you doing at Christmas? Uh, it's at the berries. It's at my. It's at my in-laws. Fantastic. Yeah, and so everyone will be there. Wasband and the wife. Does mum go? No, she'll stay. She'll do home Christmas with my bro and his partner. And yeah, well, we've got it here. Um, Dad's coming. Mum's coming. Wow. Yeah, everyone's coming. Uh, oh, my my grown-up nephews are on the borderline because they've both got like steady girlfriends. 
And you know what? That's you know, and then some people are like, that's just wrong. They should come. And I said, oh you my know what? God. They've grown ups. Yeah. Do what they want. And do you know what? It, why this thing about this day? <laughs> it's like just far out. Come, come, if you, come if you can. Doesn't matter if you don't. We'll catch up before it, after it, at some point. Off as you as go. As long as you'll come to my funeral, I'm all right. I just. Yeah, we put too much pressure on that fucking day, let me tell you. Yeah. Next. Um, okay, so the next one that I had was uh, Sarah asked a very important a very important question and I was going to raise this last week before we both just didn't do it because neither of us were really coping with life. Uh, Sarah says, what in the world is going uh, – what is the world going to do when Estradot and the other HRT, et cetera, run out? Now, she says when do they run out? Basically, because there's a worldwide shortage of estradot at the moment. Like Apparently, you Viagra get you can get everywhere. Oh, you can get Viagra wherever you want. I'm pretty sure any medication for your prostate you can get anywhere at any time. Uh, anyway, however, how can this not be on the front page of every newspaper? And, you know, I've sort of heard this on and off for a while. Like, a couple of different people have said this to me yeah. over a couple of months. And I've been going, what, what are you talking about? And then... Um, someone did ping me. One of the um, one of the hotties pinged me, and I was like, "What?" And I went and looked into it. There's four of the big pharma companies make it, and none of them, like, no one is saying why there is a shortage. Apparently, one of them at some point said there was a problem with the, uh, like, with a Chinese supplier for the the adhesive that goes on them. But um, that was like some time ago, and only one of the one of the they only affected one of the companies, and it's like, you know, I get that there would be issues in in, in the formulation of any medication that sometimes a component is going to go into shortage for whatever reason, like a production facility goes down or a particular ingredient you can't access because something's happened. But none of this apparently relates to COVID at all. It was happening before COVID. So it's not just a supply issue and none, not one of the big farmers is actually saying why. They're I, just saying. I'm, I'm not on HRT yet um, but I do have quite a few of my uh, Real Housewives of East Linfield. Yeah. And they are beside themselves. Beside themselves. Like we're getting texts every day in our little group chat saying I'm really worried and I've got two of these and – and if anyone's near a pharmacy, and so I've been out, you know, because I'm on my little health kick at the moment, <laughs> and I'm going to the pharmacy. So I walked up and down Willoughby Road pharmacies asking who has it. So, yeah. And I couldn't even pick it up for them because they needed the script just to say, yeah. can you put it aside under these names and then I'll ring them back. None of them had any of it. No. None of them had any no. of it. My, like, and this isn't, this isn't, I don't know, this isn't like missing your evening primrose oil. This is... The difference Imagine between... Imagine that was happening with antidepressants. Yeah. Well, it's kind of similar. Well, apparently it's happening with Prozac. Apparently Prozac, there's a shortage of Prozac as well. So, I don't know what's going on, but I reckon maybe you and I should, I don't know, get on a little bit on our high horse about this. Maybe yeah. I'm a bit angry about it, actually. Maybe do something. What should we do? Talk to, we'll talk to Wendy. Yes. Talk to Wendy. We'll She'll talk get to it. Her. She'll get it up and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. Good. Okay. We're on to that. Um... <laughs> Oh, Kathy asks, if you're given a workplace culture survey to fill out at work, do you answer it honestly? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's like telling the doctor the truth. So true. Um, workplace culture is such a buzz thing at the moment. <laughs> Just go to work, do your job and get the fuck out. 
Yeah. Try not to touch anyone inappropriately and don't flog someone's lunch from the fridge. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy, isn't it? (laughs) And don't fart in the elevator. Oh, God. Um, We're going back into the office three days a week from December. I'm so unhappy about that. I I went in three days last week and it's just like, this is bullshit. Like, how did I used to do this five days a week? I know. Sitting in that traffic. The traffic. Oh, and, and the remember, the remember you would vomit on the beeline. Yeah, like, I'm going I'm to have to go back to the public transport thing because it's going to be too expensive to drive in, like, three days a week. And and it's just like, yeah, I'm going to have to get my, I'm gonna have to get my little your, ginger gummy bears again. And your special and glasses. And special glasses. <laughs> I'll have to pull out my, my car sickness goggles. Do you know we've had quite a few people on the Facebook page? If you haven't joined the Facebook page, join the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, going back through old episodes <gasps> and it's been so Oh, lovely. my God. Now, listen, I'm putting out a call to all of you that please, if you have questions or comments from when you're listening to those episodes, you have to put them up. Because they, we honestly because we listen. forget. And then we just laugh. It's, oh, how was that beautiful comment? The, oh, my God. We got a comment from uh, a, a 32-year-old mum of an eight-month-old who lives in the suburbs of Chicago. Can you find it? Yes. Oh, and, and Kim and I were like in tears. Mind you, speaking of tears, <laughs> I, found, I stumbled across on Instagram this week <laughs> the uh, PLC Pimble graduation ceremony. Oh, how did you find that? I want to look at it because I've got friends whose daughters are in that year, so and I want to watch it. Balling and I don't even care for that school and I don't know anyone that goes there. <laughs> and, uh, there was some womanhood award and I was like, what? A womanhood award? Something like excel- excellence in womanhood. I was like, well, you got the best vagina. Oh, stop it. You stop it. Just because you weren't there, you're fascist. I know. <laughs> God, what a disappointment I am to that place. Oh, I went to Abbotsley. Hello. <laughs> I haven't been invited back for careers day. <laughs> oh, I, get, I do. But I think it's a general, it's a generic email that goes out to everyone. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's not. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, I can't find this of one now. We can't find oh, it. but I am scrolling through, and uh, one of our uh, one of our hotties, Tanya Cones, who I know very well. It's a good thing we don't use people's surnames. Oh no, that's okay because she actually is a professional like sexologist. Oh, is this the one you're so, getting on the show? No, that's another one. That's oh. also <laughs> so we have lots of um. Rochelle, so we have two sexologists in our group, Tan or Tanya and Rochelle. And anyway, Tan is doing a um, event, an online event for women seeking pleasure and better sex. Um, it's on Sunday, November 14. And there's two other speakers and they're talking about the physiology of pleasure, the orgasm gap and understanding pleasure in the body. So just that's on our Facebook page. Sorry, I just was scrolling and I saw it and I thought, oh, I'm going to give that a shout out because she just, she's a remarkable creature and she knows her stuff better than anyone. She's awesome. So I really want to do something with her and Rochelle and almost do like a answer readers' questions and talk about papery vaginas and how to make that better. Um, I can't – this is so annoying. I can't find that one from last night. Anyway, anyway, if you're on the page, go and find it. She's got this eight-month-old baby and she's just set up as an avocado and it's the cutest I thing know, I've ever seen. little eight-month-old, ten, eight-month-old and dressed up was, as an avocado. She was just saying, you know, how tough it's been. Yeah. You know, she had this baby in March and it's been lockdown and they've been working from home and, and how much she's enjoyed all your company on the Facebook page and listening to old podcasts. Yes, and someone else said they were listening back to the Woog and Berry ones and how we talked about how we went on the paleo diet but the sausage rollio diet. <laughs> <laughs> I'd completely forgotten about the sausage roll 
diet. Oh, oh I love gosh. sausage rolls. Sausage we've got we've best. got um uh the the footy team are upstairs. We've banished them, but I did notice that one of them bought a big packet of party pies and sausage rolls. <laughs> so is this part of the new like? If you're coming to this house, you need to bring something, like because they were just eating you out of house and home. No, that particular boy Finn, he always brings something. Oh, raised Some right good stock, raised right, good stock. Mind you, Isaac always brings like cherry strudel and stuff from the good part in Ashfield. So oh. yeah, well he's a win- he's a winner too. Yes. Um, okay, another one. This is from um, uh, Karen Sear. Is firing long-term friends ever a good idea or a bad idea or indifferent? Is it hormones or, or are my shitty friends' life and treatment of me just finally shitting me? Oh. <laughs> and I'm over it. I just fired a friend after 10 years. I'm not sure how I feel, feel about it. I'm not a quitter. I like talking things through. And yet after she sent me a few vicious texts over oh. an Instagram violation, in brackets, she goes, are we fucking 16-year-old girls? For fuck's sake. She goes, I'm just done. Thoughts? Will I regret it? I drank on a bottle of wine last night and ranted at Hubs and then Netflixed in bed all day. No reflect, no regrets, no tears. I'm not even sad. I'm just angry and done with her shit and appreciate the good ones by shedding the short, the shorty ones. I don't know. Thoughts? Okay. Feelings? Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is my specialty. This is my specialty. Put that friendship on a leaf and let it go down the stream. You only have so much emotional bandwidth in which to deal with friendships. And friendships should be easy. Yes. They shouldn't be hard. No. And you can have as many acquaintances in the world. You can say someone at parties, so nice to see you again. But I don't I just don't have those people in my life. No. I don't have difficult people in my life. And we actually spoke about this on ABC Ra- uh, Radio National. And I was dumped, remember, in yes. w- after university. And, and, like, and then she wanted to be friends with Gaynor. And I'm like, a recent season or a lifetime. Yep. You know, and don't come at me. I don't <laughs> fight with my friends. No. I really, I can have a, a, a disagreement. Yes. Um, you know, and they can have a different opinion of, from me because, you know, I like that. Yes. But most of my friendships... Offer me two things, humour and kindness. Yes. And they are my they yes. are my prerequisites. That's right. Humour, kindness, love. Love. Security. Yeah. Non-judgmental. Yeah. That's right. You don't need someone fucking going you over no. Instagram. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Ka- who was that? Who was that? Oh, I've she she actually sent it to me separately. Oh. Uh, Ka- Karen Karen Sia. Karen Chair. Karen, let it go. Let it go. Kim. I spent six years, not me, like that's her name. Uh, I spent six years retraining for a new career. Hard work paid off and I was rewarded with a, full, with a full-time employment after graduating as a primary teacher. Twelve months later and I'm now facing underemployment and casual work and now dealing with all the sadness and anxiety associated with starting at the bottom again. I feel naive and vulnerable and so, so disappointed. Everything I hoped my new career would bring me seems to have evaporated. I don't have that inner strength to pull my socks up and just get on with it. I have sacrificed so much to get here to find out I'm not valued. So she's retrained as a teacher. Yep. You know, having been one myself, it, it, it's a fucking difficult path to establish yourself. Yeah. Because you go out with thousands of other bright-eyed, bushy-tailed 21-year-olds who've done a lot better than you have at university, yeah. has nailed the prax, whose whole life is that... That is That's their all path. they've got. Yeah. That is their path. 
Whereas I went off to London and I toured over there and I saw the world and I had a ball. So when I came home, I, I was so far behind the eight ball. Um, and even if you do establish a really good relationship with schools and you're doing casual days, that you can't count on that. And when a job comes up, they have to go through the official channels and pick from the pile. And, and it is so... I, I totally understand. And they don't tell you this at uni. No. And I think the thing to remember here, though, is it's not – I know, and I know people are going to go, but this isn't actually about her or her ability as a teacher or her quality as a system. human. It is a system. And so when she's – so, Kim, when you're saying, um, you know, that you feel uh, uh, um, that you're not valued, that's actually, got, that's actually wrong. Like, that's not – that's what you're telling yourself. That's what you're telling yourself. So, and I think I think one of the really difficult things at this point in time is when you do this is a part of doing a retrain um, you know having a complete career change is you still you do you still need to prove your stripes. You still need to be at that bottom of the pile even though you're you know 20 years older than the other than everyone else or you're whatever. And that that that's a real psychological jolt for us, mm. as if the studying wasn't enough. And I know. you know, but then to actually then be in the workplace and that you don't sort of get some automatic, you're not bumped up to the top of the list because no. you're more mature. And the other thing is a real can be a bit galling. Yeah, and the other thing to remember is the career you've chosen is mentally and physically exhausting yeah it really is so and maybe start gently yeah and the thing is is when you're in those when you're when you're starting out in teaching in those early years the the amount of work you have to do in terms of curriculum development and getting your programs together and and, and just learning because you're learning still don't on, know. You're really learning on the job and half is, of it is behavior management yeah and that does my fucking head in and i because you just want to fucking strangle them <laughs> And I think that that's so. In a way, you know, in a way, it, it's not. It is disappointing because it's not being what she thought, what what you thought it was going to be. But you remember why you did it, yep. and hold that yep. in the in your long term, like hold that in view on the horizon, and just recognize that. Maybe the next 12 months, maybe the next, you know, is just is going to be pretty tough. And build those relationships with those key people in those key schools. Yep. Turn up. Take, take the, uh, take the uh, casual days when you can and, you know, prove yourself. Yeah. You've got to prove yourself. And that's the thing. With everyone now, you don't step in to the top job. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I wish you all the very best. I really do. And you've got it, Kim. You'll, yeah. you'll be absolutely fine. And the like, fact that you're so concerned about it shows you're passionate. Yes. Yes. Ruth had a really interesting question about um, that she has her partner has an autistic child and that she and her partner were together for three and a half years but they've just broken up because trying to integrate their households just didn't work because um, the, he, his child just had some really sort of dangerous and damaging behaviours that just, you know, couldn't work in the house with her children. Um and then, uh, yeah, so she said, we've just broken up and we're sort of absolutely heartbroken. Oh, I bet. Uh, and I think, I think this is something far beyond our, you know. Yeah, I do And I think I, this is actually really worth seeking out. Yeah, that's that, a Relationships a Australia. A Relationships Australia, someone to help yeah, work out what. 
um, how that because can work. I can feel it, I can feel your heartbreak in your words. Yeah. I really can. Yeah, and I think um, I think that that again, it's this sort of this sort of where we look at things in black and white, and that maybe there's a solution. But she does say something that is a bit of a red flag to me where she says, I was prepared to live apart and still be together, but he's sick of being lonely and he's decided he would rather try and find someone he can live yeah, with. Yeah, no, that's... I'm like... Yeah, that's a game changer. Mate. That's a game changer. I really do think that, you know... Yeah. And then she says, I don't think he truly understands the impact on my younger daughter of his son's words and actions. Yeah, I'd probably kiss that one on a leaf and let it go too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she has been to a counsellor. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I have been. Maybe to a read ca- the whole fucking thing first. Well, no, Kim. this was a com- this was a co- later comment. Um, I have been to a counsellor and was prepared to do relationship counselling, but he pulled the pin. Nah, that's it. No, nah. I know it's heartbreaking, Ruth, but no, you need to. You are worth fighting for, and if he's not going to fight for you, yes, fuck him. you are worth it. Fuck you him. are worth fighting for, and if he's not re- willing to, then that's all you need yeah. to know. Don't try and fix it. Yeah. He's given you the answer. Bye-bye, Felicia. Well, listen to me. I just changed my tune, didn't I? I know. We're going, oh, so poor oh. boy. No, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to say he's a loser. Sandy raises a very big issue about the fact that Nobby's Mixed Nuts used to be I quite... I am outraged by this. I read this <laughs> and I was incandescent with rage. I had to take myself off with my smelling salts. <laughs> Kim, can you please explain what's going on? If it wasn't on? enough I'm just that, gonna the go Heinz, get... that the Heinz, is, the Heinz lost the ring pull. I'm going to get my paper bag and do my deep breathing. You <laughs> explain to is the punters. That, is that Nobby's Mixed Nuts, which did used to be the king of the mixed nut. Fuck you, Nobby. Yeah. Just Anyway, if they I bought some somebody, mixed nuts if I and some... it was all peanut. There wasn't even one Brazil nut in there. And they were Chinese peanuts. Not that I can tell the difference. Oh, Were they? Yes, she said her husband can do it in a blind. Oh no, I think no. This was a second thing. Ah. Even if you blindfold my hubby and conduct a random taste test, he can pick a Chinese peanut at fifty paces. Racist. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, Well, Brazil. Apparently, Australian peanuts. Brazil nuts. Yeah. Is that racist against Brazilians? No. Well, well, Nobby's being racist by not including them. See, it's Nobby. Fuck you, Nobby. Yeah, but then they're including Chinese peanuts. So Who that owns maybe Nobby's at Nestle a bit? They own everything. Maybe I don't know, actually. Um, I should know that, shouldn't I? Yes. Uh, actually, but but the Nobby's had currently doing a thing, uh, doing a snack that's pork rinds, but it's not like the old one. They, and they're like pork bacon rinds or something. They're like an upmarket... Um, what is that face? PepsiCo. Oh, PepsiCo do. Oh, interesting. Um. Yeah, it's like these pork rind things, nobbies in a packet. They're just like crack. They're so good. Yeah, hi. Let's hi boobs. Um, <laughs> for dubbers. Good to see you. You know, that. that's the thing that really I hate is that feeling of the fat under your arm and the fat on your arm rubbing together. You've got old lady skinny arms now. I know, but they're papery. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't have a papery vagina, but her arms, her skin, papery. It's not really, or is it? It is, look. Like those old ladies' hands you see on the buses trying to count the change. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, Nobbies have broken her husband's heart 
Um, Fuck you, Pepsi. Oh, no, she does say that. Yep, all the peanuts in both plain and mixed packets are from China. Fuck, I would have just wanted to have been at the supermarket while Sandy was turning around every single packet going, China, China. China. I love Sandy. I know. Sandy's like, yeah, she's a new favourite. There was only, it was 80% peanuts, only a handful of token cashews, hazelnuts and almonds. I think hazelnuts are so overrated. I just, I, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Because if you want to cook with you them. You had to choose a nut. Yes. For the rest pecan. of your life. Really? I love a pecan. <gasps> I love an almond. Yeah, well, you know, almonds are a solid nut. You know, they're good. They're, they're a trusty nut. The almond. What's your hated? Um, walnut. No, if you get a really fresh walnut, they're quite they're quite lovely. But wait, Sandy has drawn us into her dilemma. <laughs> Let's move on. We've only got time for two more. Go. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, Jess. How do I ex- my current how do I explain to my husband that he is too old to come home drunk at three oh. thirty? We have a two-year-old no. and I expect him to fucking parent on the weekends since I do do it solo all damn week. I, Jess. Incandescent. Incandescent. Not – okay, there, there are so many problems in that paragraph and it's not – like the fact he's coming home drunk at 3.30 is not even my biggest concern. That she's doing it solo all damn – like if he's not fly in, fly out and not actually physically in the house during He'd the week. He'd be better off being fly in, fly out. what the fuck is he doing? I'm like, no. Uh, it's a, 2020, Jess. Is you out need on, to he's out on the mm. piss with his mate spending fucking money. Yeah, he should be at home with you spending time with the kids. And look, I don't deny that everyone needs a good bloody solid night out on the tiles on occasion. But you've had that chance. You've had that time. You've done that. You know, I've got Mr. Wu's got his Christmas lunch on Thursday. I'm not expecting any sort of level of sobriety when he comes home. <laughs> he comes home, he'll slide down the door, as he's done for the last 10 years, and, di- and say, oh, yeah, good, yeah. yeah. And then I won't see him again. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. Can you get me <laughs> soda water? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no, no. But what can she do about it? Yeah, we've so we agreed with her, but what can she do about it? Because losing your shit, no, is not good for you. And she, she you can't talk about it the day after no, either. You no. have to put oxygen between yeah. the event. But and you after. also need to have a semi-prepared script in your head. You do because if she, if he's not doing anything in the house during the week, as well as then going out and getting plastered with his mates. Uh, there, there are some really big behavioural and therefore like mental challenges for him. Yeah. Because he's clearly in his head got some idea of like, well, you it's know, like raising the, the kids, the home. little, you know, like, ra- raising the kids is. Yeah. Don't you love how I'm just reducing her husband to some no, sort of. No, no, but I honestly, you know, in our capacities as unprofessional agony aunts, I really believe. Sitting down at an appropriate time when mm. the kids are asleep or whatever and having a little script in your head. Yeah. And my friend um, taught me how to um, just come back to three key points. So oh, yeah, like, yes. Oh, that's good. It's like, I like that. Um, you know, we're all working hard. We are a team. And at mm. the moment I feel like I'm, I'm doing too much and I need, mm. I need some support. Yeah. I need you not to go out on the piss. But do you know what? It's not – I think that's – I think the issue around that is 
I'm really conscious in the house when I'm asking the boys to do stuff or expecting them to do stuff that it's never it's never around the the, the phraseology of help me. No. That really helps me or you need to – it's about – Yep, true. This is – we are parents. Yep. Like it's not – it's an unwritten contract. It's a 50 – like, it's we're parents. And, yep, if, if she's at home and not working, then, of course, there's going to be a different spread of, you know, job allocation in terms of the things that happen in that house. But it's not just that. It's, but it's, it's the mental load. It's the mental load. Like, is he coming – like, it just – it's not good enough. It's, it's not, not because we get left uh, every birthday present. Every teacher's thing, every yep. blah, blah, blah. Like if you add up all of those tiny little things, mm. book week, blah, 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 they wouldn't have a fucking clue what's going on. No. Unless you are seriously 50-50 yeah. co-parenting and you've got a really bizarro relationship that I don't know of anyone who really does have yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's just it's too and much. You know, and and the fact is... A, you get to the point where you will fucking snap. Yeah. And it's like just because if she's at home, that doesn't mean she... like. She's still working all day. Like, yeah, it's not fucking sitting around eating bonbons. No. It's just like, so what nights of the week are you going to cook dinner? Yeah. Okay, what nights are you putting the washing away? But what nights meeting, are you going to throw a load on? Meeting. Um, and then, it's, but it's also got to be, look, I don't, of course you want to go out and, and have a good night out with your mates. I want to have a night out. So let's work it out. Once a month, you know, once a week we have date night which is just the two of us, very important. And then uh, once a month or, you know, you get, you get a boys' night out and I get a girls' night out. Done. Like, Or maybe just don't be cocks to each other. I, I don't like that whole permission thing. I'm like, you know, I will say to Mr Woog, I'm going out with the girls on Friday. Have you got anything that's going to clash with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Ask but I think we're at a different. We're at a different stage. Yeah, like I think when you have ones. toddlers, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a different point. You've yeah. got to. It's a lot more. We weren't real helpful on that one, were we? Just rageful. We really just raged on her behalf. Dear God, those. I'm just going to text. It's all right. These mics are very local, so they don't. Well, they won't be picking it up. Isn't that clever? Yes. Did you just tell him to shut up? Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Lucky last. Oh no, that was it. She was the last one. What is, what's your dilemma? Um, what is my dilemma? Just how to stop being so mean to myself. Yeah, okay. Mm. Lots of stuff out there. And you know what you need to I do. I know what I need to do. It's just been weird that I haven't been able to click it in, you know? I'm sorry I handed the baton of sadness over to you. I think, I think it's hilarious how that? we do that. Like well, how, you know what? I'm sick of that. Yeah, why let's don't not you do that. On the way past Narrabeen Lakes, can you throw the baton of sadness into it? Yes. Because we're good people. Yes. And we try hard. We do. We try hard. And I have a special treat after this. I've, I've discovered two beauty beauty things that uh, we are going to do a little live record and <laughs> pop it up on the Facebook page. So I went to buy one of those pencil eye things. Yeah, I got saying, it. I, I oh, got did you get it? I got oh, you did one. you? Yes. <gasps> Because I went to get one, but I was getting stuff. I was on Adore Beauty getting my face cleansing stuff, and they don't they they had yeah, they would not. No, they did. They had Maybelline stuff, but they didn't have those particular eye ones. Yes. Anyway, if you're interested, I will pop something up on the Facebook. You have a great week. Yes. Thank you so much again for all your love in the last two weeks. It really means a lot to both of us. And if you've got any sort of kick up the pants 
advice for Kim to help her <laughs> get over her sadness, we would really welcome your feedback. Thank you, especially to our Patreons. Our Patreons, thank you so much. Patreons are the people who really like us. Yes. Well, they they, pay, they, they paid for our mics. And our batteries. Yeah, and our batteries. And our bananas. And occasionally, and occasionally our booze. Yeah. Okay, okay. we got to go, as we like to say. Just keep plucking.